Hello and welcome to the British English Podcast, the show all about British culture and British English. So uh, today I thought I'd get Harry back on the mic and uh, we would talk about a particular experience that he has had recently. And generally, this is covering the topic of pests. Yes, we're going to stick to a whole episode about pests. The things that you don't want in your life. Is that what a pest is, Harry? And hello, how are you doing? Hello. Nice to be here. Hello, people. Is it? Yeah, anyone could be a pest. You didn't invite me on because you consider me to be a pest, did you? No, no, I, I don't consider you to be a pest. So people can be Good. pests. Yeah, yeah. It's basically anyone that's annoying. You could say, oh, stop being a pest. That's a kind of day-to-day usage of it, isn't it? And, it? and that, I suppose, also could be a little bit like about being a bit inappropriate sexually, right? You're, you're being a pest for, to a woman like that. <laughs> yeah, oh, he's an absolute... Oh, yeah, I started da- dating this guy, Harry. Very handsome, very knowledgeable about English, but um, he's an absolute sex pest. <laughs> oh, dear. I mean, that's accurate. That's a very accurate example as well. Yeah, very accurate. Yeah. 100% true. Yeah. No, nah, it's not. Just, just, I'm a virgin. Just one of the three is correct. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and then I thought the, um, the verb pester as well, to pester, that's like... To, to annoy, isn't it? That must have the same same root, right? Stop pestering me. Stop annoying me. Yeah, totally. Yeah, stop pestering me. But it, it's, uh, well, we are focusing on the animal. But we're, we're here to talk about the, well, undesirable animal that you perhaps get in your house. A pest. That's what my ex used to call me, an undesirable animal. <laughs> so... I wonder why you're an ex. Yeah. Okay. So a pest, what is it? What is it? This episode comes with a free worksheet over on the website, thebritishenglishpodcast.com. So grab that and you can listen along whilst using it. A pest is some kind of insect or animal which is either annoying to humans, like a mouse or a rat, or it's something, an insect or an animal that is destructive to like plants, livestock, you know, things on a, on a farm. Very nice. In agriculture. Very nice. I was just listening to something about dingoes in Australia, wild dogs. As being oh, as yeah? being pests for the farmers because they uh, kill the sheep. Oh, those fucking dingoes! <laughs> oh, those fucking dingoes have been at my sheep again. Oh god, <laughs> it's not the Aussie English podcast. It's it's the British exactly. English podcast. Yeah, so we're not going to talk about not going to talk about dingoes. We're going to talk about pests that you get in the UK because. As I've been around the world, as Harry has been, he'll probably have noticed you get different pests in different necks of the wood, different areas. Mm -hmm. In the UK, the most common pest, what would you say that is? So in houses, it's quite common. Well, 
to sometimes get a pigeon. Did I tell you I got I had a pigeon coming to my bloody my flat? No, uh, maybe. Tell me more though. Tell me it again. A good year for pests or a bad year for pests in my house. So for a couple of days, I was getting down the chimney, down the chimney breast. I was hearing the kind of flapping of of wings. And I thought, oh, my God, there must be a pigeon trapped in the chimney. Did you not think it was Santa immediately? Well, it was Christmas time. So I did assume Santa, but it went on for a couple of days and the presents were already under the tree. So I thought, okay, must be a pigeon. But I checked the chimney breast. It's nice to say the word breast freely. And I looked up and there was there was no pigeon. So I thought, okay, there must be nesting up there because sometimes they do that. And I've talked to, to other people that have had this happen to them. And they said, yeah, they're probably just nesting up in the chimney. Wow. So, but then, so I'm, I'm alone now. Marina has, has left me. Not, not um, temporarily. Yeah, temporarily, good. She's, she's living somewhere else at the moment for work. So I was on my sofa. I was just about to go to bed. It was about half 11. And um, I turn off the TV and I hear this. I hear a. Ooh. I'm like, and then I hear a kind of rustling, like. <laughs> and I look over and there's a big fat pigeon. In the in the fireplace. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's exactly what I'm just about to go to bed. And now I've got to try and get a pigeon out of my house. Wow. There's no way I could, I could go to bed with a bloody, you know, big fat pigeon waddling around my living room. Yeah. Yeah. That's a waddle, waddle, waddling. So what did you do? So I got onto Google. I think I got onto WikiHow, actually. WikiHow is amazing. You need to use it. I think it would be a good way to plan podcast episodes, actually. Um, so I went to WikiHow and it gave me a step-by-step guide. It said clear the area because you don't want the pigeon like bumping into things, shitting over everything and hurting itself. Clear the area. Open. The- so you sold So you sold everything in your living room? Sold everything, yeah. Got 150 quid for my sofa. Got that straight onto eBay. Open the window up. So it says open the biggest window in the room. So I did so. I uh, closed the door. I got a large blanket. So I was like a torero in in um, Spain. You know, they held the big kind of red blanket things to attract the bull. A matador. A matador. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. What did you say? Did you so say like the Spanish? Ma- but I thought that is the Spanish. I said, I said torero. So matador, yeah, that's like, it means killer, I guess, like killer of bulls. Torero is like a, a bull, a bullfighter. Torero. Toro, toro is bull, and torero, I think, is the matador, the the guy in the funny outfit who, you know. Not so funny to him, killing. but yeah. He, um, no, he takes it very seriously. He looks, yeah, very elegant, very elegant to him. I think they look ridiculous. But anyway, so so what I did was I hold, I held this blanket up to kind of usher it. Another nice word to usher it towards the window because I was expecting it to fly. You know, that's what you see pigeons doing, flying and eating. So I thought, OK, it's going to fly at some point. It never flew. 
And it was so fat. This pigeon was the fattest pigeon I've ever seen in my life. It started waddling over to the window. And then it just I was like, come on, fly, 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 fly. Go out there with your friends. And it didn't want to go. So I had to wrap a blanket around it and chuck, and I chucked it out the window. Oh, wow. In the morning, I went out to check that he had gone. He was dead in the same place that I'd, I'd thrown him. While I hope you are enjoying this episode, I would like to let you know that the doors have officially closed to the British English Podcast Academy. They shut on September 30th, 2021, meaning no one can sign up to the Academy until the doors reopen, which won't be for a while. So for those who did join, well done for acting quickly. For those who didn't manage to enrol in time, then you need to up your game. Be quicker next time. Come on. For now, though, head over to the website and join the waiting list to be notified when the Academy reopens. To remind you, the Academy gives you access to the full length of every episode with manually edited transcripts and extended glossaries. And then you also get vocabulary review videos, additional audios and pronunciation practice exercises, along with quizzes flashcards, writing assignments and more in the season-based episodes, basically giving you a whole world of learning resources around every episode. And then once you have internalised the content, you get to practice it in the weekly speaking classes that are included in the Academy. And honestly, I'm amazed at how quickly members of the Academy are improving. I think back to their first calls and compared to now, they have come on so far and sound so, so natural in their delivery of incredibly colloquial language. So I'm really proud of what they have achieved and would love to see you do the same the next time the doors open. But yeah, Sadly, the doors have closed for new signups to the Academy, but head over to the website, thebritishenglishpodcast.com, click on the Academy tab, and you can join the waiting list and you'll be the first to know when we reopen. And when we do, I recommend you sign up quickly before the doors close again. All right, find the link in the show notes, but enjoy the rest of this episode. Yeah. Wow. So, really? so sad. Yeah, and then I, and then I put him in, I double back to him and put him in the bin oh my goodness me i need to, i need to put a, a like a content warning over this podcast so but i've actually got a story Shit. that's even more gory about pigeons sorry guys if, oh, if you're listening pigeons we are very sorry but uh did he just die or it just die from the cold or a fox got him or what oh i've introduced a, yes. another british pest there haven't i a fox that is a pest yeah carry on there how are they pests? Why are they pests, though? Just a quick to ask. Is because they eat our plants, they, our pumpkins? They kill our chickens and they eat our rubbish and they, and they kind of ruin the bags and they spill the rubbish all over the city streets. Oh, yeah, okay. So they're litterers. They're litterers and they're chicken murderers. Chicken murderers. Oh, we're chicken murderers as well, though, aren't we're we? more than that. We eat their babies that haven't even hatched. We're the worst kind of chicken murderers. And we might even combine the meat and the egg. I mean, that's a bit much. Oh, oh, what, in a soup? No, well, that's maybe, disgusting. but I'm just leaning on a plate. You might have an egg and a bit of chicken meat. That's a bit, oh, yeah. a bit cruel, no, isn't People it? do that. 
I oh I do that. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. going over the top. I had isn't a pot. It? Yeah, I had a chicken and mushroom pot noodle with an egg in it the other day. <laughs> I actually did. You're mocking the bird. I oh, know. No, it was chicken chow mein. <laughs> it was chicken chow mein. <laughs> I lied. Anyway, oh, so foxes oh, are pests. Man. We might talk about them in a bit, but uh, yes. Yeah, so the pigeon. Sorry. Uh, how did it? I. Uh, so, oh, there's my dad outside. Hi, Dad. Uh, my dad actually said to me, well, if a pigeon's unable to fly, which clearly he was, he fell down my bloody chimney. Yeah. It's, it's not a good sign. It's probably not going to last long, at best, a couple of days. Right. So, yeah, it obviously was on its last legs, was on its last legs. And so, yeah, it just died. I think it just wasn't able to... Yeah, if it's unable to fly, I mean, it's not it's not really able to live properly, is it? So, yeah. but you did. They have to be up there. They have to be up there. So that's where they want to be. Do you think you should have put him out of his own misery? Once, well, like stamped on him, or hit him with a shovel. Well, this actually leads to my story, which is pretty horrific. So, oh my god, do you god. remember this one? Oh, shit. Yes, I do. Tell me. So at uni, we moved into quite a nice place and it had a nice balcony in third year, me and uh, a friend. And uh, oh, I haven't heard this. I haven't heard this. Um, And uh, yeah, there was a a pigeon on the balcony and we went there on the first day. Okay, yeah, there's pigeons. All right. They'll they'll flutter away eventually. But a couple of days later, there was one that was still there and I was trying to shoo him away, but he wasn't moving. Very similar to your story. Overweight, couldn't move. I think it had a bad leg as well. And uh, and we didn't really know what to do. We, we thought about getting a, a pest control or, or something. But, you know, I'm not very hands on. So I, I kind of didn't bother with it. And then our friend, Matt, he came round. He heard about it and he grew up. Not on a farm, but he grew up around animals and he's, he's wrung a chicken's neck. No problem. Wow. And, he's a chicken murderer as well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he said, well, have you got a kitchen knife? I was like, oh, what? So guys, maybe skip ahead 30 seconds here. He went into the balcony, beheaded the thing. I had to chuck it over the balcony. Oh, my God. The body and, well, and, the, body head, separately, the, head. and then the head. I had to do it through a plastic bag. This is awful content. Uh, Sorry, guys. Wait, is this the place? Was this in second year when you lived above Tesco? That was third year. But yes, that place. Yeah. Oh, that was third year. So you chucked it over. I'm most disturbed by that. So you chucked it over the balcony onto the floor Outside the local mini mart, no, it was a separate wall, but it was gross because there was a, a a roof under our balcony, and it just stayed there for about three months, rotting away. Oh, that's disgusting! This is disgusting. That's Sorry, disgusting. guys. Okay, but I mean, I ch- but, I yeah, chose that's, the that's episode that's... tests. I mean, you've clicked on this. Yeah, guys. I mean, yeah, it's not for the faint-hearted. I think this is a uh, it's a good. There's going to be so much vocabulary around it that comes up. And you've got to think about that, the pest, after you've killed the pest, which is normally what happens when you have pests. Normally, they end up meeting their fate. And so you you kill them, and then you've got to think, what do you do with them after? Because if you're making that decision to, to kill them, it's up to you, it's up to us to dispose of them in 
as humane a way as possible, I guess. It's true. It's true. You made me think of a good phrase here to meet your maker. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. If someone has gone to meet their maker, they have died to meet your maker. I guess the maker, I guess that comes from a religious belief that the maker is God and you're, you're meeting God again, maybe. Yeah, meet your maker. Yeah, that's a nice that's a nice one, isn't it? The creator. Yeah. Okay, but um so you've had some pigeon problems in the past, as have I, and that is a very common thing. Pigeon problems what what was the next bit? Pigeon problems in the past. I thought you said you wanted to avoid plosives. <laughs> yeah. Pigeon problems in the past can be a problem for British people or people that come to people that come to the UK. So expect pigeons to be in your life. But there was another one that came into your life recently. Um, and that was yeah. the rat, wasn't it? The raton. Yeah, yeah, actually, oh, yeah. I've, missed, I've, um, I've done a full raton, trend Ratones, because yeah. they are ma- mice. So yeah, you got it right in Spanish, wrong in English. So yeah, my, I, had, I had an infestation of mice in my flat. An infestation yeah. of mice? Oh, I thought it was just one fucker. It was it was a whole gang. Yeah, yeah. I reckon up to about half a dozen. So about six. Okay. A dozen is twelve. And I just just list. checked a group of mice is a horde. A horde of mice. Okay. Mm. Nice. So what, what would that be? Any more than two would be a horde? I'd go with that, yeah. Three or four. Yeah. A horde of so mice. So does that make does that make my house a horde house? <laughs> terrible joke so why did you want to change the fact that it was a hoard house because it, it's it, as much as i love hoard houses hoard whore houses i uh i just i was fed up with the uh... so I'll, I'll tell you what happened shall i yeah. a couple of nights in a row it's kind of similar to the build-up with the pigeons i heard something under the floorboards when i was in bed so i go to bed at about 12 as you know from the pigeon story I tend to wake up about 5 a.m. for my first morning wee, my pee-pee, my piss, my morning urination. So I went for my wee. I came back to, to bed. I was trying to you know, get back to sleep. And I hear some scuttling under the, under the floorboards. And then a little... Great sound. A little bit of... Love them. Or maybe like... Maybe that's better. Can you hear that? I can. It's like that. And I'm like, oh, that's not nice. But then before I knew it, I was asleep again. I'd forgotten about it. The next night, I heard the same scuttling again. And this time I heard some nibbling. I heard some nibbling. How did you hear nibbling? (laughs) But it was it was the sound of it was the sound of something gnawing at my chest of drawers. So in the corner of my room, I don't have a, a cupboard, a, a wardrobe. I have a chest of drawers. So a big set of drawers where I keep my clothes. And at the back of that, there was gnawing coming from that. It was like, like wood being eaten. Wow. Gnawing. gnawing. A, ma- a, mice, a mouse was gnawing at your chest. It was of gnawing. This is very advanced vocabulary. I love that word. Gnawing at my chest of drawers. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. 
And how did you respond to this gnawing? Well, I was, I was petrified. I was petrified. I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to see it. It's like when you're watching a horror film and you cover your eyes. You, it's hot. You don't want to see the the gore. You don't want to see the thing that scares you. So I was like that. And it was worse than watching a horror because it was real and it was in my bedroom and I'm in bed naked. And I'm like, I mean, the naked bit doesn't really matter. If I was fully clothed in bed, I wouldn't have been any less scared, to be honest. But I was feeling vulnerable and I was on my own. I was in bed and there's gnawing from the corner of my bedroom and there's the possibility of rats. So I just stayed in bed. The next night, I the same thing was ha- was happening. Um, and I hadn't done anything before that because I thought, well, maybe they'll go away. I didn't really know how it all worked. So the same the same thing happened again. But this time I went I went to the toilet and the, the scuttling was getting more and more you know loud and disturbing. So you know it, it seemed like there were more of them. And I was in the toilet and I I looked out uh, into the hallway and I saw a little. I saw so I saw next to my fridge um, there's a little duster and. It was, it's standing up and I saw it go, I saw it fall. I saw the dust fall and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, this is it. I'm going to see it. And lo and behold, this, uh, this little mouse, little black mouse or dark brown scuttled out from around the back of the fridge and ran into the kitchen. Oh. And that's what they're after. Great. That's what they're after. They're there to eat, aren't they? They're there to, to get food, to feed, to feast on whatever you have in, your, in yeah. your kitchen. Hopefully some dead pigeon. Hopefully a dead pigeon, yeah. So I left a dead pigeon there for them and they were very happy. <laughs> and they're still feasting on it. Exactly. Now. That horde of... Yeah, them. soon they'll get to the head and I can join in. <laughs> so... Uh, I, I would say that the the first tell of having mice in in your premises would be the the droplets or the the poos the droppings sorry not droplets droppings I didn't the see any mice poos did I you didn't not see, see any, any. Un, under your bed or anything like that I had a look no I didn't see any because I've had that in the past and we've put these mouse traps out and and not the not the nasty ones the ones that trap them in there and then you've got to take them out to the wilderness and then let them out which is a bit disgusting because they urinate and it smells and yeah how did that go to you did you did you manage to trap them with the humane mouse traps yes yes yeah yeah. it was tedious uh, but i felt uh, when i was younger i was a bit sensitive to the idea of chopping their spine in half um with a you know a traditional my mouse trap yeah it's horrible so i didn't really want to go down that route but i don't know if i would be so kind now maybe i would be i don't know depends on what they're gnawing at yeah i mean i i also went for a humane mousetrap and i was so i had a panic one day I, like after that third night of you know really restless sleep i hadn't managed to get a good night's sleep for three nights now so i was getting really tired frustrated with it so i was like i need to sort this problem out um so i i had a big thorough clean of my flat for like probably like four hours clean but that, that's the best time to do it when you hear gnawing from mice in your bedroom it's time to have a little spring clean yeah 
that's the only time to clean really isn't it <laughs> exactly so i can have a couple of years off of cleaning now but no so what i so i started with the the bathroom cleaned that very thoroughly then went into the kitchen um which i discovered was their their lair this is like you know this is where they were they were loving it so there's this corner cupboard and it's got like a rotating shelf it's got two rotating shelves and they're quite they're quite wide and they're not that clean um so i i keep all of my sauces in there i keep alcohol in there and i keep i keep spreads in there like peanut butter and I had this huge tub of peanut butter. It was about, it must have been like a kilogram of peanut butter. It was ridiculous. It's like the kind of tub you'd have, you'd find in like a kitchen at school, like a dinner lady's cupboard. Like it was a massive tub. I went in this cupboard and that tub, they had gnawed through the lid. They'd gnawed through the lid. They'd eaten through it. And so they'd, they'd obviously been in there having an absolute field day, you know, just like. Oh, because they do love peanut butter. They love it. I didn't realise. I didn't realise they loved it yeah. so much. They'd eaten, they'd eaten like a, a third of the tub. So I was like, this is where they're, they're hanging out. This is where they're, they're absolutely loving life. I'm just going to interrupt this episode by telling you about an ebook and audiobook that Harry and I have done for anyone preparing for the IELTS exam. But this isn't just any old ebook/audiobook. It is a highly intelligent and incredibly thorough one. You see, we noticed how many of our exam preparation students were stressing themselves out over studying long lists of idioms and phrasal verbs before exam day came, and then they didn't even get a chance to use 10% of what they had learnt in the exam. And after studying the marking criteria and really thinking about how often our students should be using idiomatic language in the exam, we took a step back and thought If the examiner is only really wanting to hear a handful of idioms in the learner's answers, as any more would in fact be unnatural or overkill, meaning too much. If we curated a very short list of idioms that could be used to answer pretty much any IELTS question, well, that way the the student is able to go into the exam with these select idioms ready to use in whatever question that comes up. And you know what? It's really working. I won't go on about it anymore now, but if you did want to get your hands on these 10 idioms that Harry and I have curated specifically for anyone preparing for an English exam like the IELTS test, arm yourself with these 10 phrases that can be used in so many ways really easily and be given an incredibly thorough teaching process for each one to ensure you not only remember the phrase but you know exactly how to use them like a native would then hey today is your lucky day because we are giving it away for free and all you need to do is find it in the show notes of this episode head over to the britishenglishpodcast.com and find it in the homepage or just like the free worksheet for this episode go to the britishenglishpodcast.com/freebies that is f r 
E-E-B-I-E-S. Okay, enough about the ebook and audiobook, but hope you like it. And let's get back to this week's episode. Yeah, I cleaned all of that and I made sure that everything had lids on it. And I got myself some humane mousetraps, which like the ones you had, they lure in the the mice and then they trap them so as not to to do them harm. It's kind of like a trap trap door mechanism where they can't get out. And traditionally, we put a bit of cheese at the end of the trap. Did you decide to put peanut butter in there, considering they were clearly loving exactly. it? Exactly. So yeah, they did. But I made the mistake of binning the other peanut butter, the one that they had been eating, the one they already loved. And they'd obviously, you know, mm. got a taste for it and they, they liked it. Um, <laughs> so I got another peanut butter. I smeared the biggest spoonful of that in one of them and left a kind of on the little ramp that goes into it, I, I smeared a little bit on there as well. And in the other nice. one, I put red Leicester cheese um, and cheddar, just in case they didn't like red Leicester. Again, two big, two big lumps. <laughs> and I thought I was being clever here. It's a very obvious thing to do. I left a trail of cheese chunks, little chunks of cheese leading up to the the cheesy mousetrap. And then a trail of nuts leading up to the nutty peanut butter mousetrap. Okay. Within the hour, I'm not joking. I had it. So I had a shower. I, um, I maybe sat and watched a couple of videos on YouTube within the hour. And you came back and Marina was down there. Go back to your cage. And so within the hour, these bloody rats or whatever they were, I didn't know what they were at the time. They had eaten all of the little, the little bits that I'd left out, all the trails. And, and did they no, go they in? they hadn't gone in. They'd already figured out my big plan. They would, that's it. Uh, or maybe you gave too much food out at the free section. So they were full by the time that they got. Right, like when you go to, a, yeah, maybe. like a food fair, they're giving too many tasters. I'm full. Yeah, exactly. I'm full on the yeah. chicken drumsticks, thanks. But do you want do you want to go in that dark little space and get the last bit? No, I'm full. Let's go home. Did you manage to, you know, get rid of the horde of mice? <laughs> so my my humane mouse traps didn't work. They figured them out pretty quickly. Um, so I thought it's about time I got on to the uh, professionals. So I called the pest control people. And they came round and they, within about half an hour, they identified a, a hole where they were coming in around the back of the house in an elect- electricity cupboard, uh, electric cupboard. And so, yeah, they were getting in there and they put down loads of poison, like little trays of, of poison in various different places around the flat. And um, they said... Right. So, yeah, I'll come and pick these up in two weeks. In the meantime, you know, you will hear them for the next seven to 10 days. But they're going to basically they're going to slowly die because they'll keep keep on killing oh. themselves by eating this bait. Oh. It's basically like a mixture of different foods and a poison in there. And then um, they'll just die 
and decompose. They'll just decompose under your floorboards, most likely. And oh, I was like, what? They're going to reek. Are you going to come and pick, like, you know, pick them up and... Oh, good word there. They're going to reek. Yeah, they're going to stink. Smell really Absolutely. bad. And they said, no, it normally doesn't smell that bad. And, yeah, they're just, just going to decompose. And they'll probably die under the floorboard, so I won't even have to see any. But now I do. I go around the flat thinking, oh, my God, one day I'm just going to see, like, a horde of dead mice. Which oh. is a horrible thought. Oh, do you reckon they would have maybe, because they did it, they, they, they died one by one, or they certainly didn't all die at once. Maybe they put them in little funeral boxes and said their farewells and had a little structure. That would have been nice. Dying. That would have been nice. Maybe, the, oh, do you think yeah. they're arranging their own funerals under the, under the floorboards? Yeah. Maybe. Oh, I'm sorry. Or arranging each other's. Maybe, yeah. Oh, it's just, it's horrible. It's a horrible thought. And I hate the idea of killing them all, but it really is the only way to to get them out. It seems to be, my, my yeah. mum said to me. I mean, you tried the humane. I tried. You tried I, said, humane. I told my mum this. I told my mum, like, oh God, I don't want to get the professionals around. I want to do it, deal with it myself. I want to do it in, a, in as, as humane a way as possible. And she said, no, oh, you just, you just, my mum's a vegetarian as well. She said, no, you just, you've got to kill them all. You've got to kill the whole family. You've got to kill every single one of them has got oh. to go. I was like, mum, what are you saying? Now I kind of... If, if you should listen to anyone about encouraging you to kill something, it would be your mum. She's the most harmless person. She, she wouldn't hurt a flower, <laughs> would she? No, <laughs> it's not that phrase. No, what she, no, she behaves She probably she wouldn't, flowers. I've seen her. <laughs> you wouldn't, hurt, wouldn't fly. hurt no she fly. wouldn't no but a yeah. horde of mice she's got no quarrels no qualms with that okay well there we go let's uh, end on that note but that is just part one part two and three we've got uh, oh, a wow. lot more talk about pests but we're going to go about cultural um, upbringings of pests or like uh, different areas of the world different pests you get and talk more about what you can expect to get if you come to the UK. We've obviously talked about mice and we've touched on foxes, but we've got a few more under there, haven't we? We've got yeah, under I've the floorboards. We've got, uh, well, 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 we'll save it for part two and three. So obviously you guys want to come and join us in part two and three. So, yeah. Uh, but uh, if you are only here for part one, thank you very much for coming to uh, listen in on this conversation between myself and Harry. Thank you very much, Harry. Thank you. It's been lovely. All right. We'll, we'll see you guys in part two, hopefully. If not, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. That's all from me this week. I hope you have a good seven days ahead of you. My name is Charlie Baxter, and I will see you next time on the British English Podcast.